five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. I like that LinkedIn name. And I told LinkedIn three times to shut up, but it won't. So I'll go up here and kill it. Okay, here we go. We got some news for you. We got some good direct mail. And off we go. Let's see. Let's talk about Google and Microsoft first. This is almost too hilarious for words. Okay, so Google calls Microsoft an opportunist that could break the web. <laughs> and then Microsoft says they're going <laughs> to... Oh, gosh. <laughs> Google called Microsoft... Uh, accused Microsoft of naked corporate opportunism. <laughs> Which, of course, it kind of is, you know. A really great book that you should give a read to is it's called Accidental Empires. But it especially has a good story about Bill, a few good stories about Bill Gates. Uh, one was about how he claimed he had a 50 cent off coupon for ice cream and he kept searching for it until the guy behind him uh, paid the extra 50 cents and everybody in line knew who he was this was early on and they said well when you make your first million you know you can pay me back and by then I think he was already a billionaire um, although a cabbie that took me to Microsoft when I was working for them said he used to deliver pizzas to Microsoft headquarters when they were just like 20 people and he said they were there at 2, 3, 4 in the morning working on projects so they did work hard and they IBM uh, tried to work with, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the, there, there was an operating system that existed that had about 800,000 users, and IBM wanted to work with, with that one, and, you know, time will erase it. And the guy was out in his, in his biplane just flying around when Microsoft arrived. He said to his wife to talk to him. Uh, he just couldn't believe that he would, would ever have made this much money and uh, he was doing great, and so Mike, so IBM got mad and went to Microsoft. Then they said, "We heard you have an operating system. Is do you have? Oh, oh, I should say the IBM confidentiality agreement basically said anything you show us, we own. So unless you want to sell it to us, don't tell us about it. Don't tell us more than you need to tell us." true and so and they reiterated this and IBM the IBM guys IBM corporate didn't think the PC had any hope and so the so the so the IBM guys who were working on it just basically said we gotta we gotta outsource everything we gotta we gotta find stuff and so they went to Bill Gates and they said do you have an operating system we can buy and he said yes well, it turned out it would, was written across town by a guy that had never written an operating system, and it, he called it QDOS, for Quick and Dirty Operating System. And, he, and Bill gave him 50 grand for it, but suggested to IBM that they should license it, and they would only have to pay 17 uh, bucks per copy, per machine that they sold. And they, thinking they weren't going to sell many, said, okay, that sounds like a good deal. Bill's dad was an attorney, and so Bill Bill had written articles in the press about how PC developers should not just be giving away their software, all the rights, for $10 a copy. They should be licensing it with a with a significant 
legal licensing agreement, even though they weren't going to charge anything more for it. So that's how Microsoft got started. They basically, the thing just took off like nobody could believe. And uh, the guy eventually got a couple of million extra. But Microsoft, you know, they are kind of corporate opportunists. <laughs> you know, legal. Uh, and Bill Gates was famous for, and so was Steve Jobs, for uh, doing demos of, soft, of non-existent software that was basically a slideshow that he made it look like it was actually functional. And companies who had developed real software gave up because Microsoft had already built it. So then Microsoft fired back, saying that Google has made journalism outlets dependent on its array of services, including analytics and advertising tools, while profiting from, its con from their content. <coughs> it's absolutely true. Google has effectively transformed itself into front-page news. And then Google fired back that Microsoft's bots basically pulled photos, videos, and ar articles from a 1,000 publishing partners including USA Today, New York Times, Fox News, and Business Insider, using AI bots rather than its uh, actual reporters, which I think is funny because basically Google is just all AI bots. Anyway, so I'm not saying anything will come of it. I just think it's uh, funny that they both would be you know, pointing out the truth about each other. Um, okay, and I just thought this was interesting, and it does have some direct mail uh, Im impact. The creepiest forms of surveillance marketing, okay? And the number one is unknown ads based on my location data. That's an interesting one, because I use Waze, and around Milwaukee, nobody, you, nobody places ads. But when you get down to Chicago, and you come to a stoplight, which are many, uh, all of a sudden, an ad will pop up for the restaurant that's like right over there. And you go, huh, what do you know? Come on in, you know. Um, so I know they're doing that a lot around the country, but not in Milwaukee. It actually happens in Milwaukee. It just doesn't happen in Heartland, where I live. Okay, so it's it's wonderful for me on the freeway going down the highway. And it doesn't happen when you're driving. It doesn't interrupt your navigation just when you're stopped so as long as you're on the freeway it doesn't matter anyway um so there's all kinds of issues here ads targeting something that i was talking about near a smartphone i would say that one's more creepy myself and they could descend from there this is a big percentage these are more than two-thirds these are you know all three of these are up in the two-thirds and above kind of neighborhood um ads following me around following me across different devices but here's an interesting one this is this is uh recommendations based on past purchases they don't mind that so much now in direct mail especially in cataloging we tend to go with that we use that but we don't we don't very often send a targeted mailer that says based on this you might also like um and, you know, I've always liked the way Amazon handles that. They say, people who bought X also bought Y. And the reason I like that is because uh, absolutely that makes sense. We're not telling you you might like it. We're not telling you it even makes any sense. 
And that's because the Amazon algorithm, when they got started, didn't make any sense. They just took the first five things that were bought in combination with a new item and left them there. And they never updated them. They never sought correlations or uh, the number of instances of those five items. They just put them in there and left them. So they knew they didn't make sense a lot of times. Uh, you know, I buy two different books that don't make any sense, right? Regularly. If I buy two books, they might not make any sense because I have broad interests in my reading. So if it was a brand new book, which doesn't happen as much anymore, you know, you might have some really odd stuff. Okay, so these doesn't this one doesn't bother people, although I once um, I once bought I bought some whiskey glasses and got a recommendation for a bug vacuum, and that one was a shocker. Anyway. <laughs> So direct mail, again, wins the creepy test way beyond direct digital. Followed up, triggered digital is dangerous. I think I think mail has it, kills it there. Okay, let's go on to the mail. I promised you because this is a good one. Darcy Goello has Goello Marketing. And um, part of the reason I was late today was I was writing her a note. I don't know if Darcy wrote this, but her agency, somebody named IMS Guru, I am S Guru, I'm the Guru, wrote this, and so I'm thinking it might be Darcy. Um, many companies have written off direct mail. I don't think that's actually the case. I was speaking to a younger crowd and uh, maybe 40 young people. And they came up later and told me, we, 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 we talked for three hours after that talk, and they said, not only haven't we had one course in direct mail, we never had one lecture in undergrad in marketing and graduate school in marketing. The tr marketing training today has completely erased mail because it's complicated and mostly, and the Business schools never taught it very well. They never really taught direct marketing, I wouldn't say. Uh, I even tried to help with um, a couple of them. I did help with the UMKC. That was definitely the best one. Bob Stone and Martin Baer ran that one. Uh, but <clears throat> not so much. Anyway, so the couple of reasons for mail. Cuts through the noise, more personal, um, broader audience not everybody's on the internet all day long right and even if they're on a little bit they may not be looking at a lot of ads it depends on what they're what they're there for right uh, and certainly the ads may not apply tangibility I think is a big one because with tangibility that you can touch it you can you know I have some here I got one with a big turtle on it I don't know if you see the turtle this is from a printer and it's talks about reaching more customers now there's no QR code there's no offer there's no reason to call them so that's part of why I saved it but it does reverse out Miglosh marketing which I thought was nice but anyway there's a tangibility you can set it aside as I just did okay the tangible you know I think there's a credibility to tangibility if that makes sense I think that's why retail has an advantage over e-commerce not because it's better you know I went into Kohl's a couple nights ago to get my wife a birthday present and it was just horrible awful just horrible awful I was trying to say both of them 
nobody waited on us. We had to stand around. There was nobody in the stores. Um, and yet we could see what we were after, and that did, you know, there's an advantage to it. And there's something about having this edifice there, even though, you know, they come and go uh, in capitalism. It's, you know, it's no more real than a digital company, I don't think, but it is, uh, it still, it, it locks in your mind. Um, and because of that tangibility, direct mail has an authority, you know, especially when we were, you know, I was always amazed because I launched about six or seven catalog companies and I was amazed that people would order from it, having never heard of the company before because it was the first foray into it. Some, you know, in some cases we'd never done consumer marketing and people would order from it. I think that, that, you know, the weight of it, the. And always, we always try to get right to the postal limit. Get you know, we might bu- bump up the paper if we only had 24 pages or something, just to get it the maximum tangibility. Something nobody talks about. Okay, <clears throat> but I think it gives it a credibility, and people would order. Longer lifespan, weeks, months, yes, even years. I, you know, I used to track response curves, and there was always a bump a year later in B2B anyway, uh, but even in consumer, oftentimes. Um, increased engagement. This one, you know, whether it's Darcy or not, she probably looked at this. Um, this one I think is underestimated. Uh, not only do you have to engage with it, so we have 100% engagement. I would say 100% engagement in comparison to digital, uh, where, you know, bounce rate would say 50% at best, okay? By those metrics, everybody engages with it more than uh, even the click-throughs. I would say, you know, but think about a click. Your click rate is down around 10%. Uh, your bounce rate on that is 50%, which means it's 5% engagement of any sort. That's just one more click. That's not much engagement. That's about the level. That 5% level is about the level of looking at it and throwing it away, but less because your brain r- registers it better, even throwing it away it will have impact down the road if you regularly repeat mail in a, in a neighborhood. So I would say mail has 20 times the engagement. But beyond that, and this is really important, not everybody in the household throws the mail away. In our household, only the decision maker was allowed to throw the mail away. And that was my wife. We had six of us in the household, but my wife made those decisions. So you were getting to the decision maker almost for guaranteed whereas digital you know if you're if you're advertising to the household or if you're doing mass media tv you know we might have the tv on but you don't know if it's the decision maker and likely it isn't it's only one in six right even if we had a even if we had a nielsen box on our on our thing so the engagement is a hundred percent by a decision maker even if they don't want it even if they throw it away and people don't get that yes you can be more creative you know, it's hard to be creative in a postcard. You know, you might be able to be more creative in a digital or, or an AR uh, link or something. People trust direct mail. Again, I believe that's because of the tangibility. Cost effective. This was an interesting one. I don't know where Darcy got this from or whoever wrote this. A 13 to 1, you know, studies have shown. I always like that you can say anything you want. Studies have shown that studies show things. Studies have shown that studies are credible. I would love to see some case studies in this. 
Darcy, if you have a direct marketing agency and you don't have one single case study to share, it's a really good article. It's just could use a case study for heaven's sakes. Not studies have shown. Give me a case study. You know, we did a, a head-to-head uniques test with with the client's RFM last fall, and we got 153 something. We got 199 percent, 199 percent greater return on investment, and we can share that. If somebody writes me, I'll share some of that information, head-to-head, statistically valid. You know, 50,000 pieces in each panel. There you go. That was direct mail against direct mail. I'd love to set up a digital test. We can. I have case studies for that too. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart.